Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, boys and girls. My name is Rebecca Crow, and welcome to episode three of Crowversation. Yeah. Happy Halloween for yesterday, guys. Um, it's one of my favourite holidays. I'm sure it's one of your favourite holidays too, because there's always loads of sweeties involved, and sometimes drinking, and generally lots of fun, regardless of how old you are. I hope you dressed up in a non-culturally appropriating outfit, and had the greatest time in the world with whoever you chose to spend it with, whether that's on your own, in bed, shoving candy in your gob, watching Stranger Things 2, or out getting on the town with your best mate, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mum, whoever it may be. I hope it was amazing. Um, as I live in London, people are still letting off fireworks two days later or a day later. So um, if you hear a bang, that'll be what it is. It's not gunshots, I promise. So today's episode is with one of the most amazing ladies I know. She's a huge inspiration to me. She has been in my life for only about two years, but when we met, we knew it was going to be a solid friendship because she's a bit of me, she is. Um, the beautiful Lindsay Bell, she's a suicide girl, she's a dancer at SG Disgrace, she's a, a mama, and she's an overall fucking badass. You're going to love some of the stories she has. Um, this week, we're focusing on something that makes her extra badass, which is the fact that she is a mama. And she has an amazing little girl and raising a little girl in a world where she knows she's not going to be treated equally to boys is tough. So we're going to touch on all those hard subjects and on all the things we think we can make the world better in. And it's, uh, yeah, I hope it's interesting for you guys. It was a real eye-opener for me. I've not got a kid, obviously, so she really, really educated me on some things. She's a wise lady. Some shameless plugs before we begin. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at catsandcrows, K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Rebecca Crow. Um, and yeah, my podcast is now, of course, hopefully you're listening to it on Acast, um, acast.com forward slash crowversation. Um, it's also on iTunes, so you listen to me on the go, show me to your friends. As I am now on iTunes, I will shamelessly, shamelessly ask you, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. This will help the podcast be shared to more people and share um, just some goodness in the world. So if you like it, please help me out. You can rate and review every single episode. Please give me five stars because I think I'm a star. Just kidding. I just like glitter. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy our wonderful guest this week, Lindsay Bell 
on episode three of Gravitation. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is conversation. Hey, Lindsay Bow, welcome. Hey, Rebecca Crow, nice to be here. Yeah, so good to have you. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm very good. How about you? Yeah, good. Thank you. It's a uh... The morning of the podcast release, so a little bit, a little bit stressed, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's going well. I'm really happy. Fabulous! I'm glad. I listen to everyone. I get so excited when they come out. Ah, thank you, babe. So glad. So, Lindsay, I'm bringing you on my podcast because you are in a situation that I think is quite unique. Because um, you're obviously an alternative lady. You're also yeah. a badass glamour model and performer, and you're also a mama. I am indeed. Yay. Tell me about your little girl. Well, my little girl's called Esme. She's seven years old and she is amazing. She's like the best thing in my life. She's so funny and she's really clever and I'm super, super proud of her. She's just everything to me. Oh, I haven't met her yet. I need to meet her. I know. Well, to be fair, like every time we see each other, it's either for disgrace or like <laughs> getting drunk so it's like it's Probably never like not, yeah <laughs> like, <a> friendly situation <laughs> one day we'll do something pg rated we, we will one day Slightly <laughs> amazing so your beautiful girl how old is she she's seven seven she's old oh, and I'm 27 yeah i had her when i was 19 and then i turned 20 kind of 13 days after she was born wow how was that Oh God, <laughs> it was crazy. Cause at the same time, I didn't feel young because yeah. I was 19. I was very mature at that age anyway. Uh, so when I kind of crossed over to 20 and it's kind of bad now looking back at it, I was really happy because like I could say like, oh, I'm 20, like I'm not a teenage mom. Cause obviously there's so much stigma attached, you know, not, not rightly as well. Like yeah. definitely not deservedly in some cases. There's a lot of stigma attached to being a teenage mum. Completely. So I, we owe so much. So I was really happy to kind of cross over to 20 and I'll go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm 20. And then like I'd, the looks I would get would be totally different, like in the baby clinic and stuff. Really? That quickly? It's Yeah, it's very, very strange. Very strange. Mm. And what did your family think of this? Ah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, like I will say, my family are super supportive of me. That's They're awesome. all amazing. I love them all so much. But when I first like found out that I was pregnant, obviously it was a huge shock because I was 19. I was extremely focused on my career. Mm. Like I wasn't particularly bothered about going out drinking when all the all my other friends really were. Uh, I was, you know, extra singing lessons, extra Aww. ballet, time at the gym. Like amazing. I, 
perform at the West on the West End, and I was absolutely convinced that that's what I was going to do, mm. and so my whole family really. So when I kind of came home and said, "Mom, Dad, you know, I'm uh, I'm pregnant," Ooh. they were like, "What?" Like they were really <laughs> shocked because they said we really didn't expect that from you. Mm. I was so focused, and obviously it was a massive shock. It took a little bit of getting used to, but. They came round eventually. I didn't really speak to my dad's side of the family for a good few months because I think purely just because they were so sure, excuse me, so shell shocked. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing for them to deal with. It wasn't out of malice particularly. I just think they took a step back to kind of figure out yeah. how they felt about it, which is is fine because now you know they adore her. And it was such a long time ago. Well, feels like such a long time ago <laughs> now. Um, a couple of months really doesn't you know doesn't make a huge difference so they're good now <laughs> oh and they love esme oh they do she's so easy to love though like obviously like they would love her regardless but she's so <laughs> like, well behaved and i mean a child of mine i would have thought would be an absolute demon <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see that <laughs> <laughs> but no she's so well behaved and uh, she gets on with everyone she's really smiley really polite so she's really hard you know not to love if she does something like really really naughty which is extremely rare i'm mm. like esme you are in so much trouble and then she's like, i'm sorry mom i'm like oh okay oh, she sounds amazing <laughs> you're lucky to have a lovely child when you're such a, a fire-breathing demon yourself god don't tell me about it <laughs> i was really expecting a nightmare child <laughs> oh don't have another one it's probably no. safe <laughs> Karma would suggest I would have a demon. Oh. So let's talk about you, the demon, the she-demon herself. <laughs> what do you do, Lindsay? Obviously, you're a performer with a SG Disgrace, and you have your own dance school as well? I do. I own a dance school. It's called Expressions Creative Arts. Uh, we specialize in adult uh, dance classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a believer is of, oh, excuse me, very much of a believer in dances for everyone. Uh, so many of my ladies have come to me and they've kind of said, oh, when I was younger, I used to like do ballet, jazz, uh, tap, modern, whatever. But then the teacher told me I was either too fat. Um, oh. too fat. I know, like that kind of thing. And it put their confidence on the back burner and then they stopped going to classes. And so they're all really like desperate to get back into it. And it just makes me so sad when I hear stories like that. That's it's nice. like, how dare someone else like put like, extinguish your passion you know before you've had a chance to do something with it completely i think yeah so i think like you know adult dance is it's something that's needed um especially with how much confidence dancing brings you um i think it's important you know as as adult you know women to be extremely confident and that's very hard sometimes so hard oh it is so dancing gives that little extra confidence boost which i think women need and uh yeah i'm crazy about that <laughs> girl i love it i have to come to one of your classes oh my god you do we'd have so much fun yes so what are you teaching your ladies at the moment what's their like project you're working on well at the moment in my ballet classes we're having a look at swan lake oh swan lake um all the ladies have kind of grown up going to ballets and stuff and so they're like wow i never thought that i would be able to dance you know some choreography from swan lake that's wow. really uh, we're looking at doing a show next year, just like a local one in my hometown. Um, so we're having a look at lots of different musicals, like in jazz, that we can do adaptations for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really exciting. It's really electric at the moment and got good momentum. So we just need to keep keep smashing through. Amazing. And uh, Esme, is just she dance? Ah, ah, 
she does when <laughs> she <laughs> she does when it's with me. Like if we're doing like classes for children in the holidays, which yeah. is something we do. She'll come with me and she'll like help me, especially with like the younger like babies when we do baby classes. And she'll help me with them, and Aww. she's basically to join in in all the classes like that. But she doesn't like she doesn't want to go to any classes independently like of me. Um, so she she really wants me to teach her. But you know she's at school now. She's in year three. Would you believe? Wow. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she can't always come to my children's classes with me, but she's extremely sporty. Ah, like, so she's still still very active, yeah. Very active. That's where her talents lie. Like tomorrow, she's running like across country against like all. Oh these, my god! Like, I couldn't do that. Like, I, well, I couldn't do that. Not at all. <laughs> I was absolutely hopeless at anything sporty when I was at school. Likewise. Terrible. Oh, it's just she, an angst emo. Oh, I used to hide in the changing rooms, man. <laughs> football I was like hell no no did you go to a mixed school or an all-girls school and I went to a mixed school I went to a church school so it was yeah so it was lovely like it was a beautiful beautiful school yeah Um, but like lots of very you know capable able-bodied people um so when it came to sports and PE and things like that I did feel like a bit of an idiot (laughs) but was lovely I really loved it I went to an all-girls school and it's an ex-grammar school and so everyone there was so clever and some of the girls were so good at sports and I injured myself in year nine so I literally didn't do any sports for two years and it was a a godsend because I just was a lumbering idiot (laughs) oh mate I I hear stories about those girls girls schools was it crazy it's yeah it's um it's very intense obviously as a young girl you're totally unaware of how the patriarchy is out to get you especially in an yeah. all-girls school so you're just ripping the shit out of each other as a, as children do anyway but it's worse with all women because it's just psychological and yeah it's not a great environment does it make you think like if we could go back and if we all knew you Absolutely. know like was out there if we could be a little kinder to each other could you imagine how much different it how would much been? different if somebody had come into my school and given an assembly or a talk or a class on just how women need to stick for up for each other and rather than tear each other down I think it would have completely changed the whole school let alone just me like nobody wow. even thought to say that nobody I never got taught that women are gonna earn less than men or that ah. we get less opportunities or I never got taught about diversity at all in school which is I think yeah. really bad I didn't either not at all so bad start like a petition for it to be put on the curriculum that's a great idea i think that's something we could start yeah let's do it do you think esme gets anything like that um i i don't i really don't it's a shame but like at her school like all her teachers are women apart from one man that's awesome male teacher which i think is pretty cool Mm. um so esme doesn't really get taught anything like that in school but I make sure I fill her head with you know equality women are awesome yes. be lo- lovely to your friends at every opportunity I can <laughs> uh, you're such a great feminist mom would you consider yourself a feminist mom oh I absolutely would absolutely would good girl I mean, the word feminism I mean I live in a small town like mm-hmm. I live in a small town in the northeast of England and the word feminism has kind of become like a dirty word. No. And people can people like get it so confused. They like confuse it with like misandry and the hate of men. It's like no no no, that's not what it is. Such you a know, common misconception. 
equality. It's about how women are equal to men and they deserve equal rights. So like when women around here say, oh no, I'm not a feminist. It's like, how can you not be a feminist? That means you don't believe in equality. I know, it's crazy. People just, yeah, people don't want to associate because I don't know, I think maybe they think they'll be judged differently or they'll be thought out to be, I mean, obviously we are, we're pretty different anyway. We're pretty used to being outside the norm, outside the box, being uh, crazy tattooed ladies. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of people are scared to be, stand out from that, especially in a small town, like you said. Yeah, it's just quite backwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> backwards. That sucks. Well, you're doing a good job of changing it, I think, with your, your badass dance class and your badass daughter. We're getting there. We're definitely getting there. Yay. <laughs> so, Lindsay, what do you think about the impression that people are given about mums that do what we do, glamour modelling and performing, uh, in the media? Well you get a hell of a lot of stick for it mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's a given um i think nowadays like people keep saying all oh, the world's changing like women are you know they don't have to just stay home and be mum but you know i really don't think we're quite quite there yet oh no I think a lot of i think it was uh kate middleton it was oh god like it makes me angry just thinking about it there's an article in the sun mm. i hate the sun awful Ugh, the sun <laughs> no good just no. like a white that's literally the only use it has Uh, (laughs) it was an article about her wearing potentially something a little bit too revealing for mum considering she's just had her second child Kate Middleton blah 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 it's like oh my god are you fucking serious Jesus Christ she dresses conservatively as it is she's part of the royals like god forbid what they'd say if they saw what I wear But what, walking in Tesco's holding my hands with my seven-year-old in, in like a leotard and some fishnets and high heels yes good I know <laughs> I love that people put a uniform on a mum like why does a mum need a uniform like being a, a mum is a hard enough job as it is to have to try and cover up every day I know and it's like we don't all suit cardigans do you know what I mean no like, I, I don't think I own a cardigan <laughs> I don't own a cardigan no way <laughs> oh my god mate so when I was Googling, I had a quick Google just to see if there was anything on Google, I guess, about glamour modeling and um, being a mum. And it brought up this documentary, albeit it was from a few years ago, um, but it's about a mum and she took her daughter to America while her daughter was in the middle of her mock GCSEs um, to get surgery um, to obviously enhance her career as a glamour model. And oh they just, it was awful, but I think a lot of people are just given that impression straight away. It's, we're not all like that. Yeah, I remember this happening actually, and I can remember like watching, she did like a program about it. Yeah. I remember watching it and thinking, oh my God, like how could you be so selfish? Like, we're not all, that's it, we're not all big silicone pumped full of, do you no, know what I mean? Especially not in our scene. Ladies, that, like this lady clearly is. Like, I wouldn't dream of pulling my daughter out of her exams. In the exams, exactly. It's ridiculous, like utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I think like they think that we're just these, you know, irresponsible women who don't care about anything but themselves. It's like, it's very, it's a very stereotypical view. Yeah. Um, I mean, every I mean, every single glamour model that I know, like both of us included, like really well-rounded, unselfish, caring human beings. Completely. People just see, oh, this is what you do. You get your clothes off for a living. Yeah. Then that makes you a bad person. Yeah, I think they think it makes us kind of self-centered as well, because obviously our career is based around being like looking a certain, not a certain way, but uh, but it's it's very much based around our appearance, and they think 
because that's our job we can't possibly think about anything else exactly oh, that's totally it i mean looking back like years ago when i decided to make you know glamour modeling and performing my full-time job if it would have earned me any more money sitting on a checkout at tesco <laughs> week I would have done it you know what I mean but exactly. at the end of the day it, you know this way I get to pick my daughter up from school every day I get to take her there every day that's so I get awesome to do a homework with her do you know what I mean and you know it's a good it's a decent living wage that plus because I had Esme at such a young age the last thing I would have wanted would be a couple of years down the line and my mental health starts to decline because I'm not doing what I should be doing mm-hmm. I'm and not what- using all my tools yeah and what what that's no that's no way to show your daughter as well you want to show her to chase her dreams that's totally yeah that's totally it that's totally it oh that's so good you're doing a good job Lindsay. oh i hope so (laughs) (laughs) what do other mothers think do you have a a lot of friends in in your daughter's sort of like friendship group are you friends with their mothers i do now Mm -hmm. i mean i'm lucky that my daughter has some really lovely friends and their parents are awesome as well um but like i remember when i first like moved back to my hometown when Esme was four, just about to start like primary school, um, and I walked into the playground, you know, with my curly hair, like crazy curly hair, and <laughs> down with huge boots, like ripped jeans. Yes, I did get a few looks. <laughs> I used to getting looks, uh, but now like they all got to know me and do, like don't get me wrong like I love a good kids party like whenever it's Esme's birthday we have a crazy I bet that sounds wild that's a really good way to you know meet the mums mm. they they come and get involved they're like oh actually you're really good with kids you have a great sense of fun and now that's all they see so I'm really grateful for that like I know it's not the same for a lot of other mums yeah. so I'm really grateful that Esme's got some really lovely friends that's awesome that's such a good way um, to meet the mums actually Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ...that you suggested. Have you got any other advice for anyone else who might think they're a bit hesitant to meet other, other mamas? I would just say put your best face forward. Slap a massive smile on there. You know, be cheerful, be yourself, show them who you are. Because mm. at the end of the day, every woman has a little bit of themselves that they keep tucked away that they're desperate to show everyone else. Yeah. I think, you know, Completely. it's like everyone would love to go cartwheeling down the street, say, sing. <laughs> That's and me. Every, I honestly think everybody would. I, would. I think everyone's got a little bit of that locked away. Um, and if you show them that you're, you know, you're willing to kind of put that forward and be like, hi, this is me then I think they'll respect that. It's definitely the case for me. So give it a go, I would say. That's awesome. I love that. I definitely would cartwheel down the street. You would. I think I'm so into yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So Esme, this beautiful girl, have you told her exactly the ins and outs of your job or does she just know like the title? She knows that mummy has her photos taken. Mm-hmm. She knows that mummy dances on stage. That's awesome. Uh, and she knows that mummy really loves her job. She doesn't. She doesn't know a hundred percent, you know, in the ins, the outs, mm-hmm. whatever. Like she doesn't understand. Like I've shown her like my burlesque performances because she asks to see them. Oh. Like, Go on, let's fine. And she's like, mummy, why do you take your top off? Like. <laughs> <laughs> young she doesn't understand why that would obviously yeah appeal. she doesn't see why boobs are a sexualized thing she doesn't and i mean yeah. that's totally fine with me because yeah. like you know at the end of the day boobs are for feeding babies completely used to our advantage in some circumstances yeah oh my god yes now <laughs> but like that kind of thing she doesn't understand like i haven't showed her like my topless images like from the past or anything like that I've shown them all my like beauty works and like my fashion high fashion fitnessy stuff mm-hmm. and she's wow that's so pretty that's awesome like that's amazing and she sees like my confidence on a daily basis so I think that's all she can take she takes from it that I enjoy my job and yeah. it, it makes me confident and you know I don't tell her any of the dark stuff which I will when she's older if she asks cool I mean, it's, it does have to be said, it goes without saying that every industry has a negative side. And I'm sure if she wants to get, even any industry that she gets into, it will have a dark side. So you can tell her in time. But yeah, this, I think right now it's good to keep her, keep her childhood, do you think? That's it, totally. I mean, oh. she's mature. So it's, it's sometimes, I forget how young she is. I yeah. forget that she's only seven and a half. Like, She's so mature. She seems it. Every time you speak about her, she seems to have such intelligent conversations with you. And it's just remarkable and it's terrifying. It's like, oh my God, like, I'm in charge of this mind, this brilliant, beautiful mind. Please, for goodness sake, don't let me make any mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's it's human. It's human to her, isn't it? So. Yeah, that's it. Oh. So, have you got any fears for Esme? Do you think anyone would or has judged her because of your job um i've had a few mums say something to me say some things like oh well what if 
you know, what if she gets bullied in the future because of what you do? And I, to be honest, my response to that is children bully other children over the stupidest things. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was bullied for years when mm, I was a child. Same. For being ugly. And, you know, I wasn't. I mean, I was skinny and small and... You were just a, an adolescent, though. Everyone's an awkward adolescent, aren't they? That's it. I was an awkward, green-eye-shadowed adolescent. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's allowed to be awkward. I know, exactly. I think children bully other children over ridiculous things. So at some, you know, I've got no control of what happens when she goes to secondary school. Mm. I all we can do as parents now is to instill in our children how important it is to be nice and how important it is not to judge people. So I think if Esme's going to get bullied, I mean, I hope to God she doesn't. If she if she does end up getting bullied when she's older, I genuinely don't believe it will be for any reason you know, of what I do, because hopefully by then, I mean, that's what, she's seven, four, five years until she's in secondary school. I'm hoping in that time, the world has become a much more kind of accepting place. Yeah, we can dream, huh? We can, we can, we can dream and we can pray and we can cross our fingers and toes. And then we can (laughs) do shit too. We can do shit like this podcast and we can share love and share acceptance. Yes. Yes. I love it. Uh, well, I'm really happy that she seems to be strong right now. Do you think your confidence will help her through if anything bad happens? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, before I did all my modeling bits and bobs, when Esme was really little, I worked in a school, would you believe? Amazing. Um, and I was part of like an anti-bullying campaign. Fab. And we went all across North Yorkshire, all across the Northeast, uh, Middlesbrough, like all over the place, like with our anti-bullying workshops. and. So I've got like quite a lot of you know knowledge about how to cope with bullying situations if it do, if it does come up. Um, but that plus, I think she's she's gonna grow into a really confident little girl. Yeah. Like she's already so confident now. Um, and I'm hoping that when she grows up, she's just gonna have that, you know, that words bounce off me kind of outlook. Good. I didn't have. Uh, I've only recently got that in the last few years. It's hard though. We're we're brought up in a world where women are just strategically brought down to sell things to us. And it's it's so weird because nowadays, you know, it's getting better. I mean, the world has got to get better. It has got to get better. It has to. It's still got a far long way to go. Exactly. So I'm hope you know hoping by then she'll just be like ah, fuck you. You know, like (laughs) for her to tell a child to fuck themselves at school. Like I'm perfectly happy (laughs) if it makes her feel good. And if it makes the words not mean anything, she can swear at other children. Completely. And tell them. I think so. It's it's funny <laughs> how girls are taught we're, we're supposed to be like dainty and fairy-like and not swear and not do all this. And no, fuck that. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a northern lass as well, so. I am. I mean, swearing's just kind of like a second language. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, she's going to be so good. She's going to be fine in school. I was... I was kind of fine, but yeah, she's going to be so fine. You were kind of fine. You, Yeah, you were tough though, weren't you? You, I was, you got a hard exterior. Yeah, I mean, I was bullied quite extensively to the point where a girl brought in a BB gun and tried to shoot me and my friend. Oh my God. So that was fun. But um, yeah, by that point, I was, I don't know, I, I developed my kind of alternative identity. Yeah. Um, I was quite fortunate to develop that quite young because my mum and my dad are into rock music. Yeah. So yeah, I was... Super lucky, yeah. Oh my god, so good. So yeah, I was quite fortunate, but it doesn't stop you being bullied. If they're gonna bully you, like you said, they're gonna fucking bully you. 
yeah, that's it. Very oh. well. How it's are your parents? Oh, my parents. Oh, they're cool. Yeah. They're cool. They're very much, I mean, my dad especially, he's a very confident guy. I mean, that's definitely where I get, like, my kind of inner confidence that's from. That's awesome. He very much said to me from, like, a young age as well, if someone's giving you shit at school, stand up and punch them. <laughs> and I never did shy uh, until year nine a girl got hold of my plait and oh. chopped it off <gasps> I had really long hair I had really long blonde hair beautiful Rapunzel hair oh, wow. and she got hold of my plait and chopped it off Jesus um, Christ so I stood up because someone's gonna cut your hair you can't yeah. ignore that like I stood up and punched her really hard in the eye um but of course, school being school, I, w- I got like detention for like a month or something. Wow. Got excluded from class. Wow. And then my mum came in and was like, how can you possibly, you know, this girl has been giving my daughter hell for the last two years. Yeah. She's finally stood up to her after she cut off her hair. Like she literally cut my hair. That's fucked up. Why was this other girl not excluded? Oh, she, she got some punishment of, or another, but like. Nowhere near as much as she might be should have. No, that's that's like damaging someone for life. That's like hurting someone. Like that's horrendous, but awful. Oh well. Well, that's what we've got to stop, huh? Come on, girls, stop yeah, cutting each yeah. other's hair. Cut the boys' hair instead. <laughs> that's so true. Please stop cutting each other's hair. <laughs> let's just not cut anyone's hair and let's just braid each other's hair. Let's braid it all together. It'll be way nicer. <laughs> yes, Queen. Don't <laughs> these girls. They want to be our friends now. Mmm. It's funny, and I'm happy to have them as my friend, but come on, girls, you've got to learn. I don't, you've got to be nice. That's it, that's it. I was like, if they want to be my friend, I'll say, listen, do you remember when you made me feel like shit in school? Mm. Yeah, I'm really sorry. Thanks, that's all I needed to hear. Now we're adults. Exactly. Fine, I can let it go. (laughs) That's such a good thing to say. Like, Like, there's no point holding it against them, but if they won't accept the error of their ways, then they won't learn, and then they'll pass it on to their children. Exactly, that's it that's totally it and we do not want any more like bully girls who bully other girls we don't need any more of that. doesn't need a single extra one no more no way oh well let's talk more about our industry now what would you give what advice would you give esme if she turned around and said mommy i want to do what you do providing she was like obviously at the age mm. of you know 18 being able to I would absolutely insist on coming to every single shoot with her I think if you're young you know 18 19 really wanting to get into the glamour modeling industry I think it's extremely important to have like a mentor yep to have someone who will advise you you know like someone who's been in the industry for a long time who knows the ins and outs, knows the, knows the dark sides, knows the do's and don'ts. Mm. I would advise any girl to find themselves a mentor. Completely. It's, and to keep you safe as well. That, oh my God, like that's such a huge thing. Safety is the biggest issue I, I would I would probably raise. Because um, there's just, there really is just no way to 100% guarantee that who you're going to shoot with is who they say they are. 100%. Um, I mean, I, I use Purple Pot, uh, which is brilliant website for you know portfolio hosting um and everyone you know gets uh, feedback and reviews and all this like write up recommendations and things like that so that's that's a really good way to like know who you're shooting with so i would advise any model 
any young model to sign up to Purple Pot. <laughs> mm. I had Model Mayhem back when I started. Um, I never quite moved over to Purple Pot. I don't know why. But uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference to be able to connect with people and also get those kind of like reviews from other models. That's it, that's it totally. So you know who you're dealing with. Exactly. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, you're a good, you're good at advice, Lindsay. I'm really impressed. Um, oh. You're so yeah. wise. Well, most of, well, I won't say most of the time. Like, <laughs> 20% wise, 80% silly. <laughs> Do you think that comes from you being a mama or you just think you're just a knowledge, a wealth of knowledge? <laughs> I do think it's from it's from becoming a mum, yeah. yeah. Like I can I can I could give, you know, all my confidence, all the knowledge I've acquired over the last few years. Like I would credit everything to becoming a mum because it changes you. Yeah. Um, it really really does it changes you and it makes you see things completely differently. And a lot of my friends, you know, who haven't had children themselves they've kind of said to me oh like how do you see it this way like how do you see it this way and I'm just like just wait just wait just wait till you have children you know just That's wait amazing. Until you have and then you'll you'll see what I'm talking about like the first thing I did was apologize to my mum <laughs> like if I've ever done anything horrendous like when I was little like I'm so sorry because you don't realize how much you know that your parents actually do for you oh my god I know I I honestly have no idea I kind of get it but I will never know until I do have kids do you think you will at some point soon I do I do I think so but um obviously I travel so much so I would want to give my children the most idealistic beautiful upbringing ever so I'm definitely gonna wait even if it means I'll be an older mama hell oh well to be honest I'm I'm very much an advocate of older mums very much an advocate of older mums I think so it's great because they've got so much knowledge to pass on. That's it, and you would just be a fantastic mum. How much world knowledge you're going to have gained. <laughs> you're going to do everything. I'm trying. I'm trying to absorb as much as possible. Yes. You There's a lot going on, <laughs> including all the uh, all the bad experiences and the good experiences. Yeah, that. that's it. So you spoke earlier about the dark side. Have you got any horror stories to share with us? Um, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Let me just unlock that part of my brain where oh, I keep... In the vault. That's the thing as well, like, with this industry, like, the horrible experiences, like, I think they're kind of, you, you at some point, you're going to get a horrible experience. Everyone does. So you just have to get a little box in your brain, put them in there, and just keep them there. And <laughs> learn a think... lesson and then fuck them off. That's it. Learn a lesson and then lock it, lock it away. Completely. Um, I had a few photographers telling me that I was overweight. Ugh. Um, I mean, I've always been a curvy girl. Now, I mean, I'm addicted to the gym. <laughs> this is the best my body's ever looked. Lindsay, but you look amazing right now. Oh, thanks, girl. And you're, you're, everything, it shines through your skin as well. Like, you just look so energetic and so fresh and so radiant. Oh, I feel healthy. Yay. Feel... But I wasn't always, you know, so healthy. I've it's always... hard being a mama, too. Well, that's it. Having a baby changes your body completely. Mm. Like, before I had Esme, I was straight up and down, like a boy figure. Really? A little st- Oh, yeah, no boobs, no butt. I was just a stick. And then I had her, and I was like, holy shit, look at these. These are hips. <laughs> this is a bum. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow, that's no. I had no idea. Oh, completely changes your body. Completely changes you. So, I, you know... When I used to get told from photographers, oh, you could do with losing a stone, 
I mean, I was a size 12, so I, you know, not huge, but yeah, not... that's average, no? That's average, yeah, I would say. But, like, for a model, I would always feel, oh, I need to be skinnier. But, you know, that was just the way I was. And I was still getting paid work. I was still getting, you know, loads of shoots. And so I really enjoyed myself. I did have, you know, a bit of an unhealthy... <laughs> when, as we would go to her dad's for the weekend, mm. you know, maybe you know, go out, uh, drink a lot of alcohol. You've got to have fun, girl. <laughs> Eat a lot of kebabs. <laughs> so I mean, I, guilty. So, yeah, there was the photographers that told me to lose weight. Um, <sighs> one of one photographer that I have shot with before that I won't name mm. um, tried to touch me inappropriately. Oh. No. Push my levels. Luckily, though, I'm as you know very well. I'm very outspoken, very confident. Good. So I absolutely not. Like fuck off, buddy. Like there's no chance. Thank God. And it just makes me worry though, because like girls who are slightly less confident, maybe quite new to the industry, like how would they cope with that? Like Completely. would they? This is how it's done, which it's most certainly not. Or, you know, it, should I say something? Should I just take it? Like, no. Like, no, I do. I worry about this every day because people always come to me with their horror stories. And I think, what if I shot with this person and I caught them out and got them off the internet yeah. or something? And yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's terrifying. And it's always, I always hear these horror stories. It's the same photographers. Yep. Over and over again. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like, how can they continue to keep doing this? It's fucked up. You know, 99.99% of photographers I've worked with have been amazing. Likewise. Like, lovely. And a lot of them, you know, like, are my friends now, are my true friends, uh, which is great. And those photographers, there's percent of photographers that are giving them such a bad name. Mm. It's just so unfair. They ruin it for everyone. They do, and then it's that's when you get obviously people who don't know the industry. Maybe your family or your friends say, "Oh, don't photographers like try and have sex with you?" And it's like, no, no, they don't. Most of the time, <laughs> there's obviously the fucking freaks out there that do, yeah, they and they're just broken humans. Everybody. Oh, so yeah, there's that. But luckily, I am a stick. So, <laughs> uh, so if there's something I'm un with I will speak up immediately which obviously I would encourage any girl to do 100% um, but then there's that thing that people worry about always like oh you're bossy you're too loud Ugh. you're too much pain in the ass you offend easily it's like no <laughs> no I just <laughs> have standards and I have to you call it out like no how are they gonna know that's bad behavior unless you say I'm uncomfortable unless you say no that's bullshit that's true because they haven't been taught it clearly growing up they haven't been taught <laughs> Exactly. They need to be told. I feel like everyone in that respect is kind of like a child, especially if they yeah. haven't been taught to how to respect a woman. Maybe they exactly. didn't have a powerful woman in their life, which is unfortunate. But yeah, there's no excuse. No, that's completely, completely true. I completely agree with that 100%. It's like you need to be told no. Mm -hmm. It's just like calling. Like, you know, if, if we're catcalled in the street, we should turn around and make that person feel like a dick. Yeah. Like, whether other people stare at you and think, why didn't you just shut up and walk away? Mm. Absolutely not. I will I will call out anyone who decides to make any inappropriate comments Same. to me at any point. And if I see a woman getting catcalled, I will 
stick up for her too. Yeah. And I would encourage anyone to do that because if we don't tell these guys that they're offending us and they're doing wrong and they're being disrespectful, some of them just genuinely think they're complimenting us, which is just so bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? It's honestly the way they've been been brought up. It's, it's the patriarchy again. Oh. They just need to be schooled. Whenever I get catcalled in the street, I, I come up to them and I challenge them. I'm like, why do you think it's acceptable to do that? How would you yeah. feel if that was your mother that was just catcalled, your sister, your girlfriend? Yeah, that's it. Because they're gonna keep doing it, and they just need to be told. So, ladies, start start asking questions. You don't if you're not feeling confident enough to have a go at them. You don't have to. Maybe no. you just ask them why. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, do it. Do it. I think you need to start doing that today. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Go on, babe. No, no, it's fine. I was thinking because you said you used to do anti-bullying classes. Yes. Do you think that's something that we need in school for boys? Because we were saying about women having. Um, classes to tell them not to tear each other down but do you think boys need anti-catcalling classes? I saw recently actually on Facebook um, about a class in, I'm not sure where it was it was somewhere um, on the African continent and they had classes on boys to respect women I think that's brilliant Yeah, I think that's fantastic because that's not necessarily something that you're taught do you know what I mean? Like these kids could come from you know, could come from a home where you know the parents are extremely old-fashioned mm -hmm. in the you know they still casually say little racist things that they don't realize is racist you know that kind of thing yeah that completely kind of and it's learned behavior like a little boy coming from that family would obviously look at his parents behavior and mimic it they always do so I think it's they're not getting taught at home so I think 100% bring it to schools 100% yeah. start as we mean to go on I think we've got we're onto a we're onto a business idea here Linz. I know, my God. We gotta teach the kids. Fabulous. Let's start with it. the children, and then hopefully the generations will improve. I hope so. Yes. You've really opened my eyes to to kids and parenting, Lindsay. Have I? Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Obviously, I'm. I was brought up. I have a brother, but um, yeah, I've never, and I don't have any other friends that have kids. So. Do you know? No. Am I, the one? I think so. I mean, possibly, without thinking, but yeah, you're the you're the immediate one that comes to mind away yeah it's awesome i love it it's good fun it is good fun and obviously being a, a badass lady you're obviously an inspiration to me but um do you have any advice for any other alternative mums keep doing what you're doing don't let the bastards tear you down if they're not <laughs> paying your bills then pay them bitches no mind i think rupaul said that actually, yes <laughs> but it's you know what it's so true it's so so true I love Just keep that. doing what you do and keep being you. That's yeah. enough. Being you is enough. I love that. So as an alternative girl, again, do you expose Esme to our kind of culture? Do you take her to gigs? Would you take her to a festival? Would you, when she's old enough, bring her to disgrace? I have taken her to Shambhala Festival twice. Awesome. Um, Shambhala's really cool. It's just like a great big hippie fest. Fab. Um, loads of kids go. I mean, I would take her to download as well, but... Do you know what? She she likes a bit of metal, but she's more of kind of a jazz, um, like punky, like ska punk, like light punk stuff, like the That's cat and awesome. um, that kind of thing. She's more into that. Um, so oh yeah, definitely would take her to more festivals. Amazing. Um, and when it comes to gigs, I'm very keen to take her to a first gig. Mm. Um, we're going to see Little Mix hopefully the next time. Oh my time god, I'm now. so jealous. I love Little Mix. I love them. <laughs> like the least like rock and roll ever when I admit <laughs> not 
fucking love little bags. They're queens. They're absolute queens. I love them. They really are. Um, but yeah, and definitely, I've no problem with her coming to disgrace when she's older at all. I mean, we watch RuPaul's Drag Race together. Oh wow. She loves it. Yeah. I think it's, it's extremely important, especially obviously I work in performing arts. Pretty much everything I do is performing arts. So I think it's really important for me to kind of immerse her a little bit in what I do. So she doesn't one day, mom, look, that's a man in a dress. Do you know what I mean? Mm. To be normal. And you know, the amount of stuff they talk about on that, like raising awareness, like for gay people, like what gay is, like I want her to know that that's fine. And I want her to know that that's normal. And I think that is a really good, and as, as silly as it sounds, watching RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> that is a way to, you know, make it normalize completely you know. immerse her in it that's it and i mean we live you know small town you know northeast of england quite the decent quite a decent area like affluent area you know i think we're like 70 percent white christians here wow. this is not the place that you see you know the full variety of you know life this yeah. is not the place where you see you know lots of different cultures you know gay pride events you know it's not it's not a place that you see any of that so it's really important for me to kind of introduce her to these things um and then hopefully like when she's a bit older move out of this small (laughs) do you think that's your do you think as as a mum if you live in an area like that i think it's the mum's responsibility to or the parents responsibility to expose their kid to diversity I absolutely do, because if you don't, then they're going to, you know, I mean, I'm going to tell a story now that I'm not proud of, okay. but I think it's very important. Okay. When I was little, uh, I think I was maybe six years old, I was walking down the road with holding my mum's hand, and a black lady walked past us, and I stopped in my tracks, stared at her, and went, oh, mummy, she's black, because wow. I had never seen a black, well, I don't know about never seen, but in such close proximity, mm. I really seen you know people of color before Mm. and that shocked me and it shouldn't have shocked me that's what happens when you brought up in a suburban white christian place completely and that that's what happens and that's no good because the world doesn't look like that and i don't want esme growing up thinking the world looks like that and as soon as she's a little bit older we're going to move out of this town (laughs) let's get out of this town girl you're so pop punk that's it we're gonna get out we can be fully immersed in a more diverse place and I think it's extremely important for parents to teach their children about diversity in different cultures because I do not want one day a mummy she's black moment because that was horrendous when my mum used to tell me about that story oh Lindsay it was so funny well I don't think it's funny at all mum I think it's awful mortifying yeah but obviously it's not your fault but um now it's so good that you take responsibility for that absolutely i mean every time i think about it i think oh god yeah. six year lindsay had barely seen you know people of color before mm. it's like you know it's 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 rubbish it's terrible yeah. that's not the way the world should be and hopefully not now in london obviously i've got loads of diversity but yeah completely oh. when you travel outside that's why i love coming to london man oh, I, I love it like so many different cultures it's exciting it's fab it's so colorful and so wonderful and so robust even in the face of all the horrible things that happen here that's it that's it it. girl you gotta come down here come down here oh dude that would be 
amazing. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to live in London. It's great. Yeah. It's expensive though. I can't can't yeah, have that's, that. That's, Fucking that's hell. <laughs> so <laughs> we're running almost out of time now, but I've just got two questions. Well, three technically, but two. Where would you like to see yourself in ten years? Ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ten years. I would be thirty-seven. <gasps> Good God. <laughs> Awful. Girl. Um, so hopefully I will have my own premises for my dance school. Um, I want a huge, big, you know, three studios, children's center with a crash, like so mums can come and work out. Yes. Like that kind of thing. That's what I would really see. I mean, hopefully by then I'll be maybe married, maybe another child. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Oh. And where would you like to see Esme in 10 years? Well, in te- oh my God, that's really scary because in 10 years... <laughs> she would be 17 oh my god ah, I would hope, <laughs> I would hope that she would be thinking about university she's extremely clever so I mean uni wasn't for me I went and got my dance qualifications the other way the long way around <laughs> um, so I didn't have to go to uni um so I'm kind of hoping that she will go to uni and she will have get an awesome degree or just hope that she's extremely happy and extremely healthy that's you know, if she's happy and healthy, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. That's like the John Lennon thing, isn't it? I just want to be happy yeah. when I grow up. That's it. I want to be happy when I grow up. You are a fantastic mama, Lindsay. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> Have you got any last-minute, heartwarming, beautiful, cute, adorable stories about Esme? <laughs> yeah, probably. Let me have a look. Let me just rifle through my brain. I've got yeah. like. Or any embarrassing ones? You want to embarrass her in the future? She's. <laughs> my god I've got so many of those I'm saving them for her 18th birthday <laughs> well my daughter's obviously a very special little petal she is um, I remember maybe three years ago uh, so she would have only been four we'd only just really moved back to the area I was having a really hard time like my mental health was, wasn't great um, thankfully it's been wonderful since then um, and I'll never forget Esme coming into my room after I've been you know I'd been upset getting into bed with me and going I love you mummy we'll get through and I couldn't believe that these words had come out of my four-year-old's mouth oh wow how hard you try to kind of hide things in it it's fine everything's fine mummy's happy everything's good you know she obviously knew something was wrong emotional intelligence yeah she's so intelligent and times like that I always think okay Esme are you the parent or am I the parent (laughs) (laughs) oh what an absolute dream she looks after me. She's a babe. <laughs> I can't wait to meet her, Lindsay. We've still oh, need to yeah. arrange this. Uh, uh, I mean, we've been friends for like what two and a half years. Yeah. And it's like it's 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 time. Let's go somewhere fun, somewhere like a theme park or something crazy. Oh, theme park. You piqued my interest. <laughs> well, Lindsay, we're out of time now, but thank you so fucking much for joining me. Oh, thank you so fucking much for having me. <laughs> Have you got any shameless plugs, social media, anything going on? Your dance school. Uh, yeah, if you want to check out what I do on a daily basis, head to Instagram, type in expressions with an X, underscore creative, underscore arts. <laughs> and if you're in the northeast area and you want to dance, you get at me. Yes, queen. And what's your personal Insta? Because you had it deleted, unfortunately, didn't you? Which sucks. Instagram deleted my, my account at 80,000 followers. Assholes. But I have a brand new one. It's Lindsay Bell. It's L-I-N-Z-I-E. B-E-L-L-E underscore 
and you'll find me there. I post very regularly, so I hope to meet lots of you soon. Yay, you're a freaking babe. She posts the most amazing photos and also her little, her little performances as well. She's an amazing performer, guys. You've got to come down to Disgrace as well to see her dance. Yes. It's, it's a thing. Disgrace. Yeah, the next one's the 10th. Oh my God, it's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. Fab. Well, I'm Rebecca Crow. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Cats and Crows, K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. And this has been episode three of Crowvestation with the beautiful Lindsay Bell. Thank you so much for joining me, Lindsay. Thank you very much for having me, mate. You have a wonderful day and I love you so much. And give Esme a big snog for me. I will. Love you lots. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 